0: The soccer gambling podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com Or download the Winbet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the D-Gen Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests now on the SGPN app.
1: Played more matches, they've had more wins than anyone in the top European leagues. Can they rack up another victory against the Premier League's bottom club? And rashford a great ball. Rashford agonizingly, it wouldn't come back for Baekbeekhorst, but the save was made by Bezunu. Southampton still have it. Ferrero with the ball in. The header is a magnificent save. De Gea at his absolutely brilliant best. Theo Walcott, of all people, almost scoring with a header in front of the Stretford end, and he's probably wondering how he didn't. Walcott. In goes Casemiro to win it. Oh.
0: Is it because he went in with his studs up?
1: Yeah, he's off. Casemiro is sent off. Fernandez, great ball in! Well, that's a great block from Bazunu. you have to say at that far post. He's kept out from close range. Should it for Ram? What a ball. Wanda keeps it alive, a little bit short. Sulemana, And now Walker again is dashing through the middle. Back comes Martinez. Oh, top save by David De Gea. He's denied San Antonio again. With the header to the rescue, yeah. Shaw gets the return. Luke Shaw done brilliantly. Luke Shaw. Bruno Fernandez with the curl Oh, oh nice. <laughs> so unlucky. Absolutely inspirational from the captain. And Vizunu has to get a fingernail on this to keep it out. Walker Peters. <laughs> oh, his turn to hit the woodwork. What a fantastic effort that was. It's finished. Goalless. United held to a point after playing more than half the game with 10 men. They kept out Southampton and showed enormous determination, but couldn't find a way past Gavin Bazunu. And it's finished at Old Trafford. Manchester United nil, Southampton nil.
0: Yeah, I could have easily glossed over the 0-0 and put something else at the front of the show. But... It was a very interesting 0-0. There were chances in the game. Bruno Fernandes could have won it with the, um, with the long shot that he had off the post. But at the end of the day, the highlight of that game was the sending off of Casemiro. We'll talk about how Manchester United will cope without him, which is now for four games because it's his second red card of the season. You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. The BetMUFC Twitter account is at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is at Shippy Soccer. That's at Shippy Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And by the way, you can follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. And LockBetting.com is my premium pay service that has delivered 117 months in a row of transparent profit. We are on our way to month number 118 after having a fantastic run of futures in the Champions League from the round of 16 and the Europa League as well. They've just been phenomenal. They actually take our futures percentage for one unit, for futures over one unit two. 82% 82% all time. So well worth checking out the service as we approach the month of March looking for month number 119. If you want to do your due diligence on the service, the pin tweet on the Twitter account at LockBetting.com is always the PL from the previous month, which is currently the month of February, or all the spreadsheets are posted on the website LockBetting.com where you can also sign up for the service. There is also offers available on Gumroad if you're looking for long-term packages, three months, six months, or 12 months. Just shoot me a DM on Twitter about those. If you want to follow the um, TikTok account, it's the same handle at LockBetting.com. We post 30 to 45 second videos on there, giving you key betting information. So very useful tool. The same videos are posted on Instagram, which is simply at LockBetting. So moving on with this edition of MUFC, yes, as I said, the main talking point was Casemiro and how Manchester United will cope with him for the next four games. It's four domestic games, which is important to remember because he is available for this game against Betis. And because he's available and he's about to serve a four-game suspension, Manchester United may as well play him for that game. Looking ahead to the rest of the games that he will miss, he will miss this weekend's quarterfinal against Fulham. He'll miss the next game back after the international break, which is away to Newcastle. He'll miss the home game against Brentford. He'll miss the home game against Everton. He'll return for a what I believe will be a Europa League quarterfinal uh, in midweek. And then he'll also play the league game against Nottingham Forest. So how will Manchester United do without him? Well, I think we should be able to win our home games. Our home record has been phenomenal so far this season. And uh, one of the reasons we obviously dropped points against Southampton is because we had 10 men on the pitch. Prior to that, we had a lackluster start to the game against Leeds. We were playing catch up and got caught with a goal early on in the second half. We were able to come back and draw 2 2. Every other game around that, since the 0 0 draw against Newcastle, we have won. It has been a phenomenal run from Manchester United, winning 18 of the last 20 games at home, drawing two. And that has helped us move up the table and put us in a very safe position for Champions League qualification, which a lot of people forget is the target. So a lot of people making sarcastic comments saying, Oh, United fought there in a the title race. No, we didn't. I didn't see United fans saying that. I heard the media saying that and questioning are Man United in the title race? But most Man United fans, at least that I saw, were quite level-headed about being in the title race. There were times where Manchester City didn't look like they could capitalise on Arsenal slip-ups. It looked like Arsenal were going to go through a, a period of slipping up consistently. They did not. But ultimately, I still think that if Manchester City can keep it close, especially if Manchester City can win their home game against Arsenal, reduce the gap down to two points. That'll put Arsenal under pressure as we come towards the end of the running. and it doesn't matter who they're playing. I still feel that Arsenal will drop points and I have circled some games that I think Arsenal will find difficult. I will talk about them on this weekend's edition of the EPL show because we are primarily here to talk about Man United and how they'll cope. With the, without uh, Casemiro, and then we'll move on to the game here against Real Betis. So. Looking ahead, as I said, I think they'll be able to win their home games, particularly against the opponents that they have. Fulham at the weekend will be tough because um, Fulham don't really have anything else to play for. I don't think realistically they're in the hunt for European places. They're well clear of relegation, so this is a huge game for Fulham on Sunday, travelling to Old Trafford. The Newcastle game will be very difficult. This is a team we beat in the cup final. This is a team who we um, who we drew nil nil against at Old Trafford. They're going to be desperate to beat us. This is going to be like a cup final for them and they're still chasing down the top four I look at that as a potential game where we would drop points and that will be somewhat concerning because that will be three Premier League games in a row where Manchester United haven't won we'll be looking to stop that trend in midweek as we host Brentford I do feel Manchester United will stop the trend there. And I do think that Manchester United will return home and get back-to-back wins by beating Everton at the weekend as well. So I'm projecting us to get through the FA Cup and to pick up seven points out of nine from our league games. Meaning overall, I would say that we would cope without Casemiro in the side. But there's obviously... A, a big difference between the refereeing in La Liga and the refereeing in the Premier League because there has to be a reason why Casemiro has been caught off guard on two occasions. There has to be a reason why Casemiro has never been sent off before. Eric Ten Hag spoke about the inconsistencies uh, when it came to the refereeing in the EPL. He also made some controversial comments that were largely picked up on social media during his um, during his media interview this week, where he talked about Arsenal not having any injuries, People took that the wrong way as if he was insinuating that Arsenal were lucky and Man United were unlucky, but he didn't mention that at all. All he was simply doing was answering a question where he was asked, um, you know how will Manchester United cope and he was being positive about United saying we've coped all season Um, we've been unlucky with with injuries and suspensions obviously suspensions and things of that nature are of your own doing injuries are somewhat unlucky but he simply addressed the question and said that we've managed to cope with it and and spoke about other teams who haven't had to cope with as much which is a factual statement it wasn't a dig or anything of that nature but obviously stories aren't interesting unless they're misconstrued. And that's what the media are there to do. We'll listen to um, snippets from that interview shortly. Before we do that, let me quickly tell you guys about Wimbet. Wimbet is the official online sports book. Oh, the Sports Gun and Podcast Network. Wimbet is active in a bunch of states, which now include being available in Massachusetts. March Madness is here so many ways to bet on the big dance. So you can sign up today to receive your special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our D-Gens only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There is so much to choose from. All you need to do is head over to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. This offers subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 10 one older and president state will paper winbet is available. If you or someone that you know has a gallon problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let also tell you about the March Madness contest. The DJ Dance, our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus... We've got first half on the bingo where you can win a SGPN gift card. Enter both contests now exclusively on the SGPN app. Now let's have a listen to Eric Ten Hag. We saw the update from Alejandro Garnacho saying he was going to be out for for the upcoming games. What's the severity of his ankle injury and, and when do you expect him to be available for Manchester United again?
2: I can't say exactly in this moment, but it will take weeks. So it's a serious injury. Didn't expect, but a foul, a serious injury. Once again, after Christian Eriksen, we have a serious injury after a contact. Samuel. Uh, Eric, just on uh,
1: Anthony, what's the extent of his... Why is he absent? Is he unwell, injured? Yes, unwell, illness. And given the absence
0: of those two players with, with Lestri and his opportunity now, would you is, is he likely to get a start because he's he's had some substitute appearances but he's not actually started the game for United yet?
2: We will see tomorrow. Yeah, but um, we have some options, of course. Uh, we have Senso, we have Elanga, uh, we have Bruno. Um, so we have several options. But uh, Pella is definitely also one and he's doing uh, really well um, lately when he came on.
1: Chris. Hi, Eric. You've got uh, Casemiro and Bruno both one booking away from being banned from the next round if you get there. Given that you're 4-1 up, given that the bookings get wiped out after this round, do you risk them tomorrow or do you keep them back on the bench? No, they will play both
2: uh, because it's... Um, uh, very good opponent. Uh, last week we had a good result, but we have to go again. And then you need your best players because yeah, we need a result. We need to win. Um, so um, then we need our best team. Hi,
0: Derek. Just on Alandro, um, was there any? What was the sort of thinking behind? On Alejandro, he stayed on after the injury. What was the kind of process there? And also the, the type of tackle that it was. Do you have any grievance with that? Oh, it was
2: a scissor. Huh? As they call. And so um, it's um, not a good uh, decision uh, after all. Uh, but, and we, uh, it's difficult to make a diagnosis that quickly. But I saw him limping. And that's why I took him off, also, because it was my last opportunity to, to sub and to bring H1 as well.
0: Could I ask one for Alessandro? Um, you, you played under uh, Eric Tenag in midfield for Ajax. I just wondered if that's any uh, an opportunity for you at Manchester United.
2: Well, we have uh, many good midfielders. Uh, like I said, in, always in many interviews, I will play where the coach uh, wants to use me, so I
1: will be always ready. Question for Alessandro. Alessandro, the United fans have taken it to their hearts. Is it important for you to have a connection with the fans? I know you did at Ajax also. And does that help you keep your performance levels up knowing that the fans are behind you as well through the season? Is that important to you?
2: Yeah, for sure it's important. And Football is about it. I think football is passion is to play with the heart. And yeah, we have that connection with the people, but uh, we have to to keep going and we have to... To keep with that uh, connection, does it feel good to you hearing the fans chant that name, chant your your nickname every game? Yeah, for sure, it's very emotional for me. You know, uh, got to come here to to the best club in England, uh, Manchester United. For me, it's a dream.
0: So yeah, I'm so happy. Eric, as you said, you've lost um, Alejandro to a serious injury, and Christian Eriksen. You lost him. He's, he's had a serious injury as well because of a tackle. Uh, you spoke on Sunday about the inconsistencies with refereeing. Is that something you've you've uh, spoke to the Premier League about? Uh, something you want to see addressed?
2: We have the injuries and we have the red cards. So, <laughs> how? What is the combination? Eh? Is it not something you've approached them about in particular? Oh, we no uh, we we have we have had some some talks with them. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, it's not about the refereeing. Uh, it's about about us and uh, we have to bring our performance and we have to focus on that. Just on
0: Alejandro, how he was obviously having a, a very good season. How, how difficult is it for him to receive this injury now? Of course, it's difficult. He makes great progression
2: and he's on, uh, he was selected by a national team uh, and nations so and it was a big moment for him and he was um, he's in a really good development and you don't want to disturb that process. And now yeah, yeah, you have to step away from it. But yeah, it's, um, he will be back for the end of the season. So uh, what he now has to do is um, deal with it, and deal with the setback and then work. Yeah. Uh, invest uh, to get back uh, before the end of the season because in this season... We can win a lot, so we have to be ready uh, to get uh, to get back as soon as possible. Rob, I um, Eric. With the schedule that you've already had to go through this season, and, and the injuries that you are you picking up now, do you think there, there will be a point in this season where you may have to prioritize the Premier League over this competition? I think we we can manage. We have we have players; they can um, they can recover good between games. Um, so we do that very carefully. Um, in contact with medical, with performance, so what a player can, can handle. Uh, also, we have a lot of positions. We are we are double there, so uh, we can mix it. Uh, so we can, when we are going uh, to the final stage of the season, uh, we can bring our best team. Uh,
1: last two, Neil and Dave. Um, um, you've been here for two-thirds of the season with Manchester United and experience the Premier League how far do you think the team is short of challenging for the title
2: I think we are we make we have made good progress but um, also we have to acknowledge there is still a gap and and I I I couldn't expect that we close that gap that quickly but what we want is we want to win every game no matter which opponent and I think all the games you have seen till now I think that was our approach Uh, we tried to win every game and uh, we beat also all the top teams so we are capable to do it but now yeah we have to make next step to do that in um, uh, more uh, dominant more consistent Um, so we have some some steps to take and but we know in this time we can do it
1: Can you tell Manchester United fans that with another transfer window in the summer that next season this is a club that will be challenging for that title? Uh, Look,
2: when you see the competition, and I also heard comments from other um, players, managers in the Premier League, the the Premier League was never that... uh, difficult as now there are so many competitors it's not a two horse race no it's five six seven horse races so you have to be very good if you want to win that league and but we are aiming for that but um what we want there are so six seven clubs more and and they will invest and they will spend big money and they have great managers so they have great players so it's a lot about details in the end. Um, if, if you can win it. But as I said, we are, we have beaten all the teams in the Premier League. So we are capable to do it. But also we are aware of it in the club. And I think also in the team, we are aware of it. We have uh, some steps to go.
1: Hi, hi Eric. Um, you have several injuries at the moment. Uh, you talked about that. Do you have any concerns about the depth of the squad? And are you possibly one or two more injuries away from possibly being in a bit of a crisis because you also have Casemiro suspended now for four domestic games yeah,
2: but when you see the whole, whole season and we had some setbacks more also shorted some players more but every time we dealt with it and it's about the players who are available and every time hey, there was a team on the pitch who dealt with it but what it's true I think till now I think we had only one uh, in one game we had the squad available and totally and we had only one game That uh, I said, okay, now I can pick my team also from tactical approach that was perfect and it was against Man City home and it was the only time in this season and all the time, yeah, every time uh, in every game is yeah, uh, one player is suspended, one player is injured or, or illness. So, yeah, we have to deal with it well but of course, you hope, like, uh, see, Arsenal, yeah, they almost have all the time, the squad uh, is in total is available.
0: So that was the comment at the end, and the video I pulled that from said, "Eric Ten Hag takes shot at Arsenal over injury luck." He didn't take no shot at Arsenal over no injury luck. He simply mentioned that they have all of their, they've had all of their players available, which has helped them be more successful. To add to that, they've also got themselves pretty much. Deliberately eliminated from the Carabao Cup, they got themselves um, almost deliberately eliminated from the FA Cup. They played a weakened team against Manchester City. Only lost one nil, but still, it was a weakened team. weren't really expecting to go through. wasn't a team where you went to that you went into that game and did your all to get through. And now in Europa League, last week they played a very rotated team away to Sporting Lisbon they should still be able to go through Uh, we'll talk more about that in a second because it's not worth I don't think overly focusing on the game between Real Betis and Manchester United as I mentioned earlier on in the week on the Champions League show because we are 4-1 up so we will gloss over other games in terms of who may or may not qualify but um, but that's also put them in a good position as well. And obviously, less games is going to mean less injuries. But it was simply an observation. This media narrative that that was any kind of shot is simply just bullshit. And you can clearly make that, um, make that assumption for yourself by simply listening to that comment. We did put a lot more audio in there than we usually do. But Eric Ten Hag was a lot more willing to talk. In that interview, although the media questions are very much the same: how are you going to cope with that injuries? This injury, how are you going to cope with that suspension? Is your squad big enough? Is your squad good enough? Are you going to have to stop focusing on one competition? Are you going to rest players? It was all kind of the the same question from people that have the um, the goal to call themselves. Journalists, but um anyway we 'll move on from it. He said what he said, and um, we 'll quickly talk about underdog fantasy because we 're brought to you by underdog fantasy, and underdog fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pickem is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and a promo code SGPN. Moving on to the game here against Real Betis. As I said, it is 4-1 from the first leg. So we will primarily focus on other ties in terms of who will and who will not qualify, in my opinion. First of all, let's make a selection from the game between Manchester United and Real Betis. The bookies still have Manchester United as favourites to win this second leg. Even though I myself was expecting a rotated team, perhaps Ten Hag's comments has led to Manchester United's favouritism shortening here because he's already essentially said he's going to continue to play Bruno and Casemiro. Now, if anybody needs a rest, it has to be Bruno Fernandes. I would not be playing him here in this game. Casemiro makes sense. As long as he can avoid a booking, he's going to get four games off. But we don't want him missing for the first leg of the quarterfinal by him picking up a yellow card. And um, as I said, for Bruno Fernandes, he simply needs a rest. But it doesn't appear as though that's going to be the case. United, therefore, are the 10 to 11 favourites to win. It's 14 to 5 on the draw and it's 9 to 4 here on Betis. The most logical selection here would be to take both teams to score available at 4 to 5. Man United look home and hosed and Betis, they really have nothing to lose here by going for it. By going for it, this is going to make this a wide open game. And that suits Manchester United, who should be able to exploit the gaps. Now, you'd like to think Marcus Rashford won't be playing in his game. But even if we go with Sancho, Palistri, even if we go with... Anthony Alanga, we should have enough on the pitch to cause them problems on the counter-attack. Man United have won seven of their nine Europa League games this season. Eight of Man United's last 11 games have gone over two and a half goals and both teams have scored in seven of Betis' last eight matches in all competition. So I'd be looking at it over all the BTTS. I lean BTT, BTTS and we get that four to five minus 125. That's Betis constantly pushing forward, taking a... Um, a risky approach and doing everything they can to score the goals to get back in this game and managing to find the back of the net against the Man United team who has been conceding as of late and uh, Manchester United managing to get something on their counter-attack and get the goal that will essentially kill this game I believe Betis's only chance of winning this or um, at least forcing extra time is to win this game 3-0 and they're not going to win 3-0 as far as I'm concerned this tie is done and dusted so looking at the other ties Fenerbahce and Sevilla. Sevilla have a 2-0 edge going into this. We took Sevilla as our lock on the last show. You can take a minor hedge on Fenerbahce at 6-1 if you feel there's any chance they can turn this around. If they get a two-goal win, they do force extra time. So there is a possibility. But I do think our lock currently sits in a very favourable position. Shakhtar Donetsk versus Feyenoord. See Feyenoord as the one to five favourites to qualify. They need to win this game because the first leg was a 1 1 draw. So I'd much rather take them on the money line at one to two rather than taking them to qualify. That means you are taking um, a $300 extra risk that um, they are going to get it done over the course of extra time or penalties. And penalties can be a bit of a lottery, as we know. So there's no real value whatsoever in that one to five selection so I would be looking at Feyenoord possibly on the money line getting it done I think both teams to scored could be another way to go here both teams have found in, in eight of finals last 10 competitive matches while Shakhtar scored an average of three goals per game across their last seven so this should be an attacking end-to-end game but ultimately I see Feyenoord being the team who go through Let's have a look at the next game. It's Freiburg versus Juventus. Juve have a narrow 1 0 lead coming into this from the first leg, yet the bookies have them as the one to six favourites to qualify with Freiburg here available at four to one. I definitely think there's some value on Freiburg on the money line being able to force this game into extra time. Juve would have been really disappointed to concede two goals against Doria, although they conceded two in two minutes. So it was a bit of a blip, a bit of a mad two minutes for Juve. At the weekends, but if they defend like that here against Freiburg, who cashed their Bundesliga lock at the weekend, they could make this a difficult night. But ultimately, I do think Juve will go through. Sporting Lisbon, Arsenal is tied at 2-2. Arsenal 1-3 on the money line and 1-8 to to qualify. That's very, very short. I wouldn't be touching that until I see the team news. FTC versus Bayer Leverkusen sees FTC 2-0 down from the first leg. Bayern at 10-11 to on the money line and 1-66 to to qualify here. So that ultimately looks like a foregone conclusion. Roma are two up against Real Sociedad, and a very good position to qualify. Already picked Roma as an underdog on the last show; said that was the wrong price. They're now available at one to eight. So um, we had a very good podcast last time out with our futures, and uh, Roma was one of the picks, and they are in a good position to see it through. And uh, Union Saint Louis and. FC Union Berlin. Union Berlin are the six to five favourites to pick up the away win, despite the fact that they were caused a lot of problems in the last game. They are four to six to qualify with Union Saint-Gilles at eleven to ten. This one, I think, is wide open, and I do think there is some value here on the underdog. If you can go away from home and score three goals then you are definitely capable of winning this game at home. Both teams have scored in six of Union St. Galicia's last seven games, as they have in three of the last five Union Berlin matches. And these two teams come into this with a 3-3 draw last time out in Germany. It's difficult to see both teams not scoring here after that last game. I think there's value on that selection at four to five. And um, I think there's value on the underdog here, in this tie. So that's all of your games. A little bit of a bonus there, essentially because Manchester United are 4-1 up against Real Betis. It would be an absolute disaster if Manchester United were now to exit the competition with that 4-1 lead. Manchester United's 4-1 lead has strengthened their position as favourites to win the Europa League. Going into tomorrow's games, Manchester United are available at 15-8, but Arsenal's price has also shortened there at 5-2 despite the 2-2 draw. Behind Manchester United and Arsenal, we have two Italian clubs, Juve 7-1, Roma 8-1, then we have the Europa League specialists, Sevilla, at 12 to 1, by Leverkusen, 14 to 1, and everybody else is bigger than 20 to 1. So that's how your futures sit at the moment. But I think we're in a good position taking Manchester United at 8 to 1, plus 100 still at the start of the tournament. That's it for me and this edition of Better MUFC. I'll be back at the weekend. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.